this summer. <laughs> I really like trailers. Like Constance, I'm a trailer whore. Um, that was also false advertising. It advertised a good movie that we never saw. Warner Brothers good, Disney bad. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, well, first I just want to say it's disappointing that no one mentioned the best Disney live action remake, which is Cinderella. Jasmine wanting to be a saltine instead of, I said saltine, she's not a cracker. But All about else. the 80s cartoons. We can do so it's much better. It's true. Can I just All say, right. this is my favorite episode that we've done so far. I'm really oh. loving it's, it. It's episode. the Constance. It's really it, yeah, it really is. It's the Constance effect. That's what it yes. is. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another session with the Council. My name is Constance, and I'm very excited to be spearheading today's episode. Uh, we'll be talking about trailers, both good and bad as well as cartoons that we like to see uh, remade into live action films. And of course, we're gonna end with a fun game. I'm joined today by my fellow host, Natalia. Hello, oh my God, I went first. Oh, this is great, hi. <laughs> Joseph. Hello, hello. Ben. Hello. Yusuf. Hello. Jack. Hello. And a very special returning guest, Matt. Hey, everybody. Yay. So I'm very excited about this first topic. So this is my topic. Um, it's funny that we live in an age of trailer reactions because until like four years ago, I didn't know that was even a thing. Um, it's interesting that that's a whole market for YouTube. And it got me thinking, I'd like the council's thoughts on what's a good trailer? What's a bad trailer? Or what I really hope that you guys are going to do is name maybe one example of both, you know, whatever. And this could be for anything. It doesn't have to be movies. It could be for video games, TV shows, whatever you think. So I like the council's thoughts on things like, well, here's an example of a good trailer. And here are the elements that make it good or bad. Or again, if you think something is a blend and it doesn't, that we're not really talking about the quality of what the product is. So like if let's say the trailer is really good, but the movie was really crappy, that's okay. We're talking mostly about trailers because they are an art form on their own. So why don't we start with anyone want to go first before I just call a name? Anyone like itching to go first? No, I'll go first. Oh no, Matt, oh. go ahead. No, you go first. Oh, no, go, go first. for it, Matt. No, Matt, you're our guest. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I did both. I looked for a bad example and I found two good examples because for me, a trailer is where they like really pull at the heartstrings personally for me. So I went and I tried to find two trailers that I, I remember watching and they stuck with me and they like really kind of put, the first one was um, Manchester by the Sea. I remember when the first trailer came out, um, there was uh, an interaction between, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, ben Affleck's brother, uh, Kelsey. Casey, 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 there we go. Him and um, Michelle something i don't know william michelle williams thank you thank you so they're michelle. interacting and she says something like i know your heart is breaking and then he made he says the line there's nothing there and i was just like oh god oh god <laughs> i was like I'm... and then uh so that really tugged at my heartstrings with the music and everything and then the second one was during the um bohemian rhapsody trailer the very first one that they put out 
um, one character says in there, um, I just need more time. And then uh, the Freddie Mercury character says, what if I don't have any more time? And I remember watching that for the first time. I was just like, oh God, that is like so heartbreaking. And this is a trailer, like what's going on? So those are my two examples of really good ones that I really liked and everything. And then the bad one is the Venom, the very first trailer that they put out um, because they had no visual effects done whatsoever. And they put out some, this trailer where they had like people flying different directions, but they didn't have anything there. And I'm all like, I get that you want to put something out because you want people to see anything, but I didn't think it was a very good trailer. And I was all like, why didn't you just wait a couple more months and put out something, you know, that was visually pleasing instead of just this, this piece of crap. So that is what I have. That is what I have. Well, thank you for going first, Matt. Um, anyone anxious to go next? Because I don't mind just calling, but I didn't want to throw people off. No? Um, I, okay. I can go because okay, I go for forget it. what I was going to say because I my brain doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I really like trailers. Like Constance, I'm a trailer whore. Um, <laughs> if you don't get that reference, subscribe to our YouTube and watch our trailer reactions. Um, but I really do love trailers. And I think... Um, Warner Brothers cuts the best trailers, in my opinion. I think their trailers are always super interesting. And what makes a trailer work for me is it has to get you pumped for the movie, but also kind of stay on brand. You know what I mean? Like you can't have like a kid's movie have like a rap song in it, you know, or what? Like an example of a bad trailer, I think it was the first trailer for Sonic. Remember that when they had um, Gangster's Paradise? That was like, sad. What the hell? Yeah, like that like, I think the trailer was well cut for Sonic, but the fact that they use Gangster's Paradise makes no sense to me. Um, and I think it's a, it's a balance of, like, showing enough, but not too much to spoil the movie. Um, an example of good trailers, Avengers Endgame, the first one when they revealed the title, because you're kind of, it starts off very slow, so you're like, ooh, I'm really excited, and then it kind of builds and builds and builds to the to the name reveal. Um, I think Bad Times at the El Royale and Knives Out probably had the best trailers overall. Yes. Because they got you excited. Yes. They were telling you just enough. They Even the music that they used was very, like, on theme with the film. It was kind of old-timey kind of music. Um, so those are very good. An example of a bad trailer, and I'm really sorry, Ben, but Batman versus Superman, that trailer where they revealed Doomsday was, I think, the worst trailer we've ever seen. And a rare misstep for Warner Bros., because they revealed the end of the movie in the middle of the trailer. And I know a lot of people like to compare Doomsday's reveal to Spider-Man's reveal, but I think they're very different because A, we knew that Spider-Man was in there and we didn't know Doomsday was. But even if we knew both of them were in there, the end of the Batman, the Batman versus Superman campaign was all, which side are you on? Are you Batman? Are you Superman? You know, who's going to win? And then in the trailer, you reveal that, oh, neither of them are going to win. They're going to team up and they're going to be best friends and because their mom has the same name or whatever. And it's like, sure, that could be the movie, but you can't reveal that. It, like, if you wanted the whole advertising campaign to be the dawn of the Justice League, then make it that. Don't make it all this big battle. I think Spider-Man even if you didn't know he was going to be in the movie, it didn't reveal which side was going to win or that they were going to team up because it still worked. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thing. I think also Disney cuts the worst trailers because they're very cookie cutter. All the Disney trailers are the same, except for Marvel. I do like Marvel's trailers, but um, that's what I think. Warner Brothers good, Disney bad. Never thought I'd say that. 
Very interesting take. All right, Natalia, are you ready to go next? Yes, ironically enough, as I was thinking about this, I realized, hmm, these come, both of these come from successful popular, well, popular IPs. Um, the good trailer is the new Mortal Kombat one, because even though that movie was a hot mess, but tremendously enjoyable, that trailer was great. Um, it, it showed enough action to warrant the action that was going to end up being shown. And it, it was a great story trailer with the white lady expositing, but it didn't show it. It was very good trailer. Very good trailer. The bad trailer is the new West Side Story trailer. Is oh, that mainly yeah. just, yeah, is that mainly just because it is the exact same thing from the original with an, yes, yes, it is. It's not good. It is doing the exact same thing. I do not understand the point of us doing this again if it is going to be copy-paste with Ansel Elgort. What is the point? The trailer in and of itself also was like very boring to me. I did not enjoy it. It felt very flat. It was even more flat because it looked like I was just watching mainly the same thing that I'd watched before with the original West Side Story. On the other hand of that though, is the In the Heights trailer. That was beautiful. I am a fan of In the Heights. I wrote a paper on it. And that trailer was magnificent. And all of the ones that have come after it. And I really want to watch that movie. And I'm very excited. And I want it to absolutely destroy West Side Story. Gracias. Good night. You're supporting my hypothesis. Because Marvel, <laughs> or sorry, Warner Brothers good, Disney bad. So Yes. I, to, I, didn't, yeah. I never said you were wrong. No, that was excellent. Joseph, are you ready to name what you think about trailers? Yeah, sure. So like Yusuf, I do like trailers. And uh, I recently went back to the movie theaters when I saw Mortal Kombat. And not only is watching a movie is the best part of watching the, of going back to the cinema, watching previews. I remember how much I miss watching the previews on the big screen as opposed to a smaller screen on the computer. And um, to me, what a trailer has to do is not show the whole movie. And this also, this all, its job is also to, yeah, get you pumped and show you the right scenes to get you pumped for the movie. And the perfect example for me is the Independence Day teaser trailer. What did it show? Just saw the White House getting blown up, which, by the way, was a practical effect. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and and what did that get you? That made it eight hundred seventeen million dollars in nineteen ninety six, which is my birth year. Uh, and became the highest grossing film of that year. Uh, also, uh, teaser trailers also cannot show the whole thing, or what I'm saying is, <laughs> hold on, I'm sorry. I meant to say was uh, a teaser trailer is not supposed to show the scene from the movie. Uh, for example, Pixar used to do this a lot. You think of their early trailers, uh, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, uh, the Incredibles, you know, the Incredibles teaser trailer when he's trying to put on his belt, you can't do it because he's overweight. The, yeah, that wasn't in the movie, but uh, it got us pumped up. Well, yeah, it got us pumped up because the Incredibles was a successful movie. 
Uh, a bad trailer uh, shows you the whole thing. I remember a trailer, it was a religious movie called uh, Miracles from Heaven. You guys probably don't know this. It probably starred uh, Jennifer Gardner. It's just like four year, five years ago now. And it showed the whole thing. <laughs> like you could literally see the movie in two and a half minutes. It showed the whole thing. It showed the ending too. Basically the kid uh, said, uh, he, he helped me, which is he who was God. And then Jennifer Garner's like, who helped you? I'm like, I'm like, really? Really? I mean, I, I'm a Catholic myself, but really? You just showed the whole thing. You showed the ending. And trailer's not supposed to do that. So if you want to see the movie, go watch the trailer. It's called Miracles from Heaven. All right. Thank you, Joseph. Jack, how about you? Um, well... I look at trailers more as like, they're supposed to sell you on what you're going to experience for the movie, uh, like what you're gonna get into um, more than pump you up, I guess. But I think even worse than a trailer that like people are apathetic towards is a trailer that sells you for the wrong kind of movie. So like the big example that everyone brings up is Bridge to Terabithia, where it's in the trailer, it's like this Stop happy it. like, Yes, this happy, like, take your kids, go watch this fantastical movie. And then in the middle of it, a little girl dies. And it's about, like, grief and death and depression. And it's like, yeah, I brought my little kids to this. And halfway through, there's, like, a funeral. And it's depressing. Um, and Marley and Me was also kind of a little um, a little manipulative with that trailer. Uh, so those are, I think that's even worse than, like, a badly made trailer, is when you make a trailer and you bring in the wrong crowd. Uh, but good trailers... Yeah, I don't think you show too much. Don't show anything from the third act generally, is what I would say. Um, recently, good trailers. Uh, a lot of trailers I've been apathetic towards recently. Maybe it's just uh, the COVID stuff, but a recent one that actually got me excited was The Batman. I think that showed just the right amount of stuff and it had that one shot. I think each trailer or teaser needs to have like one shot that really hypes people up and it has that one shot of him beating that guy up many, many times. Uh, other ones I like when trailers incorporate like lines from the movie in there, like uh, the It trailer in 2017 when like the You'll Float 2 keeps being said throughout the trailer. I like how that's edited in. And then um, of course the Dune trailer was um, very, very well done. So that's all. Warner Brothers cuts great, great trailers like you said. continue to prove Yusuf correct. What a first. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Um, excuse me, what a first. I'm always right. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And of course, Ben. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts. I'm glad you're here today. Thank you, Constance. I'm sure you're the only one that's happy that I'm here today. So, you know, I was just thinking about how I like a lot of trailers for... I like a lot of trailers that a lot of other people don't like and for movies that end up not being successful. So I thought all of the Doctor Sleep trailers were great. I thought they elicited all the correct emotions. I thought they hit all the right notes. But obviously that movie didn't do well. And people didn't really have anything positive to say about those trailers. And I would say it's the same for Birds of Prey. The trailers for Birds of Prey really worked for me. I thought the first one was actually really good. I liked the whole vibe it gave. I loved the music in both of them. But obviously, one of the biggest problems with that movie was marketing. And people hated those trailers. So when judging this, I had to really go to, A, was it a good trailer? And did it 
did the trailer do its job? So like with what Matt said, I think the best awards type movie trailer, uh, I can think of two. I can actually think of three. They're all from the same year, and it's I, Tanya, The Post, and The Shape of Water. They all had incredible trailers. Now, The Post is one of like the worst movies I've ever seen. And when I saw the trailer for that movie, I was like, damn, bro, this trailer looks amazing. And then I, Tanya, just in general, really good. Um, loved it. And then The Shape of Water. When I saw that trailer, I fell in love with that movie. But that's still not what I'm going to say is the best trailer because the best trailer is actually for a really terrible movie. And that is the final trailer for It Chapter 2. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. Warner Brothers does edit very good trailers, although I'm going to have some mean words to them in about two minutes. But the final trailer for It Chapter 2, very good, very nice. Now, when it comes to trailers that I don't think are very good, I have to say a lot of recent trailers I thought have been pretty bad and like really not good. So I think like the newest Black Widow one wasn't great. I honestly didn't like the new Shang-Chi trailer. I thought it was pretty whatever. I don't remember a thing from it. Uh, but the worst thing I have to say is from the most recent DC trailers. So not the Batman and not the first Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, but all of the Wonder Woman stuff and like the last Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer were not good, like at all. Like really just no dice, not very good. And I, I think it's because, the, oh yeah, the Suicide Squad one was also not good. You know, so it's more of a recent thing. Within the past three or four months, I've seen these trailers. Like the, the last trailer they had for Wonder Woman was really reminiscent of the movie and that was really bad. And it made me very sad. Um, it makes me sad to have to say this about DC, but I honestly think their past like four trailers have been pretty dreadful. And people would say maybe past six trailers because, you know, birds of prey, people don't like those. But yeah, that's what I got to say. Thank you, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I like all your guys' thoughts. Um, Jack, I really like that you brought up something that I, I've been thinking about this for a few days to get ready for this podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, I, di I didn't think about that point of what if you advertise X and then you go to the movie and then you get Y, you know, that's a very good point. Um, I'm sure Liam's not here, which is sad. I'm sure he would have said the example that I'm going to say because we're it's both old enough. Huh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love him. Yeah. Um, I'm sad. I miss you, Liam. I know he's going to be listening to this, so. I miss, I miss you too, um, Liam. I miss Liam too. <laughs> well, okay, so Liam and, and Matt, as we discussed before we started filming, we're all old enough where we remember trailers before the 2000s. So I've actually gone back and watched 90s trailers or even older, and they're very cringy by comparison to what we do now. Except, In a world. Yes, except for one that's to me that stands out as one of the best trailers ever made is the first trailer for the first movie of alien that is a very good trailer if you haven't seen it you need to go to youtube and watch it because there's no dialogue whatsoever it doesn't do the whole in space there's a crew it doesn't do all that crap you know it's just noise and it's really quick cuts and normally i don't like quick cuts i like to spend some time so i know what i'm looking at but it's to build the suspense and it's so um, well done that everyone rips it off, including Ridley Scott, he, you know, for Prometheus and stuff, he totally ripped off his old movie. So 
when you're ripping yourself off, that's pretty good. So to me, that's a really good trailer. Um, ben used my example that I was going to say about, yes, no, Yusuf said it about a bad trailer where not just Doomsday, but why are we revealing that Wonder Woman is in the movie? The, the movie is called Batman v Superman. You don't need to show, reveal that she's there. That could have been a really like, <gasps> you know, but no, you told us. And so where's the surprise, you know? So you know, now that you say that, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, yes. I never thought about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, cause it's in the same trailer, you know, like Doomsday shows up, he blasts them. And then you see her come up over the, you know, so they could do their little, is she with you? I thought she was with you, <laughs> you know? And that's another question I have. And anybody who wants to answer this, uh, you can tell me, you know, like how if you can think of trailers as like mini movies, you can think of them as having their own like structure, like a one act, second act, but also they have a couple of other elements. Like they could have a very cold opening where there's no context, it's just bam, they hit you with something instead of warming you into something or they might end with a button, right? Does anyone here have any strong feelings of like, oh, I love it when they just jump in and you have to figure it out by the end, like that kind of opening, or does anyone here love or hate the whole button idea where they show you the thing and then they show you the release date and then they have one little zinger in there. Does anyone have any thoughts about structure of trailers that they wanna share? Um, as somebody who does the editing for the trailers we do, um, and who watches trailers like 600 times. I do have uh, opinions on this. Um, I think that, like you said, trailers have to be like mini movies in a way. Like everything you edit has to kind of have its own structure. It can't be all over the place. Like I think um, if you remember the trailer for Trolls World Tour, it used like five different songs. It like had scenes. It just didn't, it wasn't coherent. And like, I was taking notes while you guys were talking. Um, to Natalia's point, she said the In the Heights trailer was really good. I actually disagree because I think even with that one, they changed their songs and the, the tone of the of the trailer like four times. I think when you're making a trailer, you do have to treat it like its own, um, its own story, its own movie. Like that's what you're trying to convey. Like when I edit trailers, I always write down all of the dialogue that I want to use. I create a dialogue within that so it makes sense. I add then the titles of like, you know, this summer or whatever um and then i put it out because if you just if you go in and just put in clips that you think are cool and whatever it doesn't work it never works people will be confused um and then just to respond to some other things people said really quickly um i think yeah trolls world tour in the heights are kind of a little bit all over the place uh with their trailers i think um i'm gonna disagree with something joseph said where teasers are gonna be things that not are not in the movie i disagree I think if you put something in a trailer, it has to end up in a movie. And I don't like when they do, like, remember that stupid Toy Story 4 teaser trailer where they're all jumping in midair and then Forky's like, ah, what the hell? Like, what was that? I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't need that. Um, I think um, the Jedi trailers, to Jack's point, were so misleading. And if you remember at the time, Ryan Johnson said, do not watch the trailers, whatever you do, because you will hate my movie if you watch the trailers. I think he knew. And I think that's why there was such a backlash to that movie was because the trailers made it seem like Ray was joining Kylo and whatever. And it may seem really attractive when you're editing the trailer, like, oh, see what I could do. Like we have a whole assignment in editing class called Frankenclip, where we have to make something happen that didn't happen through editing. And it's very easy, but I think trailers need to stop doing that because it's, um, 
it's a mess. I think music choice is very important as well to add to that story point. Like how many times have you watched a trailer? And like, do you remember um, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, that recent trailer? And they used um, that Britney Spears song and it was like really, it, they put like a dark fil filter on it or something like that, you know, that it sticks in your brain or Age of Ultron when they did um, There Are No Strings On Me, but like a dark goth version of that. Like music choice is extremely important. Birds of Prey, I think, had great music choices. Stuff like that keeps it in your mind a little bit more. I think I think Jack said this, um, having money shots in the trailer. I cannot tell you how annoying it is when we react to a trailer and you can see the reactions on YouTube. But when we react and I'm making the, um, the thumbnail and I can't find a good clip from the thing because all the shots look garbage. It's really irritating. Um, so you need to have those. I think Warner Brothers also, they do cut good trailers. They do make good posters. Sorry to keep talking. I'm almost done. Um, but they do botch it at the end somehow. Like Birds of Prey, the title had like 50 words in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're so close to greatness and they start off well. They have good ideas, but their execution is always so garbage. Like it, when they're making their movies, their ad campaigns, everything, they seem to botch it one way or another. Um, and then the last thing is I agree with, um, Constance that older trailers are a little bit cringy and I'm really glad that they got rid of the, um, the voiceover that they do because that voiceover does not work. Every time a trailer uses voiceover, like I can read, I'm not seven years old. Thank you very much. I can read this summer. You don't need to say it. So th those are kind of my thoughts in a world. Yeah. Like I don't need that. <laughs> yes, Matt. I just, I just really want to agree with uh, Yusuf on one point. I wrote down while you, while everybody was talking, I hate it when they put a scene in a trailer and then it's not in the movie. Don't put a scene in a trailer. Uh, and um, Suicide Squad is a, a great example. You thought it was going to be a lot. The whole trailer is Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, just, like none was of it just, was in there. Yeah, just yeah. don't don't put if it's not in the movie, please don't put it in there. I, I if it's not in the movie, then I get mad because I was like. I was like, oh, that was a great scene from the trailer and it's not in my movie. So uh, why would mm -hmm. I uh, why would I see this? So, yeah, I just exactly. wanted to agree with Yusuf on that. Point. Like, I, I understand why they do it because trailers are edited so far in advance. You don't know what's going to be in the final cut of the trailer. Like, I, I completely understand. But when you have such a cool shot in the trailer and it's not in the movie, you're kind of it's kind of miss. Um, what is it called? Um, Misleading. It's misleading, but the thing with advertising, what do you call it? It's like false advertising. There we go. It's not, it's not what you're buying. You know what I mean? It's like if McDonald's was like, here, try the Big Mac with bacon and, and fries. And then they give you like a patty with lettuce. It's like, where's everything in the middle? Cause you promised me meat and bacon and whatever. So right. yeah. there, I think there's one exception to that. When you, when you're cutting a trailer for a comedy, you know how a lot of the dialogue is ad-libbed. I don't want, I, what I hate about comedy trailers is they'll put the best jokes in the trailer. So when you go see the movie, it's not funny anymore because you already see the joke coming. So I like it when they use a joke that they ad-libbed and they have no intention of putting in the real film. That way you get a sense of the vibe, but you don't give away the joke. So I, I think depending on the genre of trailer, it's okay to do that. Matt has a good point. It depends on the movie, but I think categorically by genre, that's where it's okay, in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one, 
or horror like show a just show a jump scare that you're not yes. gonna like edit it differently so it's kind of the same jump scare but it's different so it still gets you in some way yeah i agree yes and do not show the monster do not show the monster yes thank you <laughs> it's like hello thank you <laughs> Any other I have one more thing to say, and that's okay. that, you know, it's a, it's another kind of birds of prey, Dr. Sleep type, except the film actually did make money, not enough money, but it did make a decent amount of money. And it was actually very, for me, I thought all of the trailers for Alita Battle Angel were great. I fell in love with the movie when I first saw the trailer, like, I think it was like December 2017 when the first one came out. And I was like, this looks amazing. It looks like my thing. And I knew I was going to love the movie when I saw that first one that everyone bitched about. And then, you know, it obviously changed people like the other ones, but I thought they were all great. And to comment on the horror stuff, horror is in a really sorry state with trailers. Not very much with movies. I'd say the last good horror trailer, I thought Freaky was okay, but like it's not really a big enough movie to kind of stand out. I would say maybe Halloween is like the last one that had a really good trailer that managed to sell the movie because it went on to be very successful. The Us trailer was really, really well cut. Say what you will about the movie, but the Us trailer was amazing. Um, and I think, didn't It Chapter 2 come out after After? Oh, Halloween? yeah. That was a really good trailer. Yeah, so It Chapter 2, Doctor Sleep. I don't remember the Us trailer, but I think I remember being excited to go see it. So, so yeah. it obviously did its job. Um, that was also false advertising. It advertised a good movie that we never saw. It um, was an amazing I... movie. Shut up. <laughs> did you yes, sound like yeah. Alita? What? Yes. D You're full of disappointments today. Yeah. Hey. Some. Sorry. One more thing. I know you said you you mentioned Alita, and that reminded me. I think it really kind of sucks when um trail or movies have like seven different trailers. Like Cruella has like fifteen, you know, trailers, seventeen TV spots. Like I don't need all that. I think it should be one teaser, one main trailer, and a TV spot, and that's it. I think yes. Warner Brothers does that where they do two trailers and a TV spot. Like that's what you need. Stop with this seven. Like people know the movie. You know what I mean? You don't need to keep recycling your trailers. So I think amount of trailers is very important as well. I agree. I think it's it's kind of a seven. magic number. Yeah, no, I agree with you also. That's that's because it goes back to what you said. Like you're revealing every or what Constance said sorry what you're revealing everything in the movie when you have like seven different trailers it's like you only need one we know the villain villain of of Cruella we don't need to see a trailer for it we know who it is it's Cruella okay so I agree yeah. with you I agree like Cruella's ridiculous I'm sorry but I've seen the trailer every day for it and it's really getting annoying um yeah but can you tell I really like trailers like I'm, I'm seriously considering like joining a trailer house or something i just it's really do it do it Marie. do it Constance, this yeah. is your episode sorry to like hijack it go ahead no it's, no it's okay but these are good points and i agree with that too because when you overdo it with trailers then you're just being condescending it's right there with the whole you show the text this summer and then you go this summer it's like how condescending is that so how did know. that go again this summer <laughs> I love trailers. I, you know, the the voiceover, it's cringy, but it, it's so fun to parody. So at least it gives us some great, you know, comedy now. All That's right. Really good. I'm going to hand the reins yeah. over to Matt for his segment. Matt, Yay. go ahead. Okay. So that was a really good segment, Constance. I really enjoyed that. Um, 
So we live in a world where uh, like cartoons are constantly being adapted to live action. And so I thought a really, you know, they're being adapted to, uh, you know, film or TV, whether it's like Avatar, The Last Airbender or Winx uh, Club. Then, <laughs> or- Shut up. <laughs> shut up or let's say we don't acknowledge her (laughs) or tom and jerry or sonic the hedgehog you know we're we're constantly taking these cartoons and we're we're turning them into film or tv shows so i was curious to know what did you guys think would be a good cartoon that they haven't adapted to live action that could be um adapted to live action that you would want to see um, I will, does anybody want to go first or I'll just pick, or do you want me to go first? Up to you, my man. You, you, All right. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just go first just cause you know, to get the, the whole thing out. Plus I don't want anybody to pick mine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but, um, I picked gargoyles. I don't know about you guys. I'm a nineties kid. I loved this show growing up. I would wake up every morning before school. I would watch it. And when the commercials came on, me and my twin brother would run to our bedroom, you know, dress, come back after the two minute commercials or whatever, watch the six, six minute segment or whatever it was, run to the kitchen, make our lunch real quick, run back to the TV so we could watch the, the last half of it or whatnot. And I love this show. I think that it would be, I know that they did a movie a little while back um, about uh, Frankenstein. I think it was called I Frankenstein where they had gargoyles in that movie. And I thought that the um, visual effects were, were, weren't were too bad. And I know a lot of people want to compare gargoyles to that movie, but I really think gargoyles would be great um, on live action. I, I It's just a great story. I think it would work well. I think it would be great. And in today's time, visual effects have never been better than ever so I really I really just want them to adapt it to live action um maybe it's just my nostalgia taking over but uh yeah I love that show and I really would just want to see it on a big screen or on a small screen just uh with uh human beings playing the characters so that is my pick for uh picking cartoons to live action and i'll go to uh yusuf you get to go next what is your pick from moving from cartoon to live action yay um this is interesting um i had a joke in mind and then i forgot my joke so i'm really upset but uh my real answer it's kind of the same as what i said last week um i have two either gravity falls or Coraline. Um, I think Gravity Falls, because um, I didn't spend that much time on it last week. I think they left it kind of open-ended um, with their finale, and the show was so good, and it's, I presume, a success on on Disney. I would love to see a Disney Plus show for it to be on. Like, I don't need a movie for Gravity Falls, um, but some sort of live action something, maybe with the Gronkles, like bring back J.K. Simmons in person, bring back Alex Hirsch in person, and just do it. I don't, I've seen enough of Mabel and Dipper to be completely honest with you. I don't need more of them. I don't need little teenagers running around. Um, but I think an action adventure with them would be really, really cool. And then the second, yes, Matt. Grunkle's Road Grunkles. Trip. Grunkle's yeah. Road Trip. Grunkle's yeah, Road Trip. Exactly. Every episode, they could be like fighting a new thing. They could bring Bill. Can you imagine how cool Bill Cipher would be in live action? Like, holy crap. Um, so that's one. The second would be Coraline, obviously. I mean, this is my one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I think doing it in live action and like doing a more 
horror-y kind of ad- adaptation of that would be really interesting because their fan base has kind of grown up. Um, and I have a cast in mind already. I have ideas of how to do it and what to add and what to take out. So that's one I really, really want to see. And then the other one, I was just looking at a list and this would be so cool. Can you imagine a Fantasia live action thing? I think that would be really, really cool. Um, like but the, yeah. the Disney musical thing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It'd be so trippy. Cool. Like again, I'm just not put it on Disney Plus. Shush. Put it on Disney <laughs> Plus so you can have it in the background. Um, I don't think it'll do very well in theaters, but just like they kind of do that already with the like music soundscapes or whatever they do on Disney Plus. Do you know what I'm t- where they have like just yeah, do that but with Fantasia. But no, Coraline and um, whatever I said, Gravity Falls. Those are my picks. Right on. I just want to say real quick, I, I loved your segment last week where you talked about a live action Coraline. I love that idea. I think it would be great. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. All right. So I'm next going to go, I'm going to hop over to Joseph. Uh, Joseph, what do you think would be a great uh, cartoon to live action, uh, you know, uh, uh, thought? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, believe it or not, I actually have seen a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, you know, many of them become live action cartoons. Now we've seen uh, Scooby-Doo, we've seen Yogi Bear. Uh, but the one I had in mind, they have not done this yet. And with today's uh, technology, you could do a pretty good one. Uh, the Jetsons? The Jetsons? Come on. I mean, it literally takes place in outer space. Uh, it's a futuristic world. Uh could, could be a great live action movie if it's done right. I mean, I don't, uh, to, to me, the Scoop, the best Scooby Doo movie is Scoob. I know that's not a, uh, live action, but yeah. I, <laughs> the best Scooby Doo anim- movie, yes. if we're going with the animated ones, the best <laughs> Scooby Doo one is um, the Zombie Island and the oh, one, the, the cyber one where they get pulled into the computer. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm yes. talking about theatrical ones, <laughs> like ones not not made for TV. But yeah, those would be the better ones. And then uh, since we're talking about animated movies uh, and Disney's remaking all their classic ones, it's gonna happen eventually. Uh, Big Hero Six, I think that could be uh, successful. Yeah, that could be, especially uh, San Francisco and Tokyo combined. Do they call it San Francisco? I think that's what they called it. Uh, it's basically uh, Baymax. This could be basically Iron Man, uh, and you know all the kids, uh, Hero, all of them. That can make a great uh, um, live action movie if they just don't make it uh, remake it uh, word for word. You know what I'm saying? Like they did with the Lion King. Yeah. As long as they don't make Pocahontas, that was my joke. I was gonna say Pocahontas and then be like, no. But yeah, as long as they don't make that, um, I think. Right on, right on. All right, so uh, those are good picks. All right, so we're going to move over to Natalia. And Natalia, what did you have for your cartoon adaptation to live action? Hello, everyone. Um, I recently just did a presentation on this show for my sci-fi class. I just finished watching it, re-watching the whole series, not for sci-fi, for my own personal reasons, which is why I did the presentation for sci-fi. Anyway, a show that I would like to be turned into a live action show, I don't want it to be turned into a movie, is Generator Rex. 
it is none of you everyone is furrowing their brows no one knows what that is um you ben does because he's cool even though he has some very iffy opinions sometimes but i still love you that i looked it up it looks like a ripoff ben 10 no stop it no it's that's what I thought. I just looked it up and I was like, it looks like Ben oh, 10, so just with a red mean. coat. <laughs> Excuse me. He's a proud Latin boy with amnesia. My God. Hey, he I'm all make... for representation. So Ben 10 could he... be a Latin boy. I'm totally fine with that. He can make machines out of his body. He's it's that show is really good. It talks about found family. It talks about amnesia. It talks about the paramilitary there's a paramilitary organization it talks about how soldiers are actual freaking human beings and not just expendables it's very good and i would like for it to be turned into a live action thing so then we can see a cute little latin boy punching some monsters and finding out that his found family is a Chinese nin is a Chinese ninja, which sounds like an oxymoron, but hey, that's how they made that show. Um, a hot doctor who's very sciencey and can punch you. Um, a white kid. <laughs> a monkey. And a long lost older brother. Spoilers. Um, who is somewhat of an asshole, but very smart and is most likely autistic. Um, yeah, I really love that show. And I will rant about it any day and every day. Thank you. Bye. Right on. I'm pretty sure you'd add on a proper Winks live action show on there <laughs> instead of, that instead too. of fate. That too. <laughs> that too. We, just, that we too. don't talk about fate. We really don't. He <laughs> no, says talking talk about fate. <laughs> All right, so for my next, uh, Ben, why don't you go ahead and tell us your live action um, adaptation of a cartoon? What would you like to see brought to the uh, big screen slash small screen? Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, everyone who has spoken. You know, I really love animation. And the reason I love it so much is because you can do so much in a world that you can create. You know, you're not limited by any um, practical or visual blocks that we still have in live action filmmaking and a lot of people think it's stupid to still watch animated stuff and I disagree I think it's where the most creative stories are happening and for that reason I'm going to abstain because I think that if you are going to keep making these animated things and you're gonna you know like I don't want to see an invincible live action show or live action movie like that would just be wrong and I think it would be the same for the animated Harley Quinn show for Rick and Morty, or Archer. No, live action Death Note didn't work. And I just think that these stories are best left to the animation where they can fully thrive rather than butcher them for the live action. So for that reason, I'm going to abstain, if that's okay with you, man. I oh, agree, that's... but I also yeah, wanted no, to talk about that show, so. Yeah, no, that's a solid yeah. argument as far as keeping animation. I, I agree with you, I love animation, so I... I'm not even going to argue with you. That's a solid, uh, solid argument. But saying that, we're going to move over to Constance and uh, see what she would like to uh, move from cartoons to uh, live action. Go ahead, Constance. Well, that's perfect because I, I do agree with Ben, but 
sometimes you get a cartoon that's just okay. It, it does catch um, people's attention in, in one way, but it's not a great cartoon. So if you could take it and make it better, because um, not only are we in a phase of let's just remake everything, including animation and take it another step further and make it live action, hopefully you're gonna improve upon it. You know, like now Disney's not doing that. They're not, I mean, they did with Jungle Book. Everyone, you know, as we love that because it was superior to the animated by most people's opinion, not everyone feels that way, but um, the other thing that's popular is nostalgia, you know? So again, I, I was a nineties teenager, but that means I was a child in the eighties and they did do a live action remake of the TV show, Gem and the Holograms, but it was so badly done. <laughs> Like I'm watching it, I'm like, this movie's made for me, but it was terrible. Like, I, I think it had a good idea, but they just didn't do it. So I was like, okay, why don't we go more in the direction of like the recent um, remake of Power Rangers, which was very Chronicle meets Breakfast Club. That's a very good pitch. So I'm going with another eighties cartoon because the cartoon itself is just, mm, and that's Rainbow Bright. So this is a child who, yes, I still have my Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Yes. A, oh, yes. She's a little Preach girl it. who she has a job. She's not just like most 80s cartoons that were geared toward girls were very like, oh, bubbles, you know, like there was no substance. But she actually had a mission. Her job is to bring color to the world. But her cartoon was just okay. Her merch is adorable, hence why I still have it. Um, but I would love a live action and I would actually like Zack Snyder to direct it because it she is very visually based. The reason she's so um appealing, I think on her own without her cartoon is she makes rainbows appear and she rides on them she's on a beautiful white horse that runs on it i think visually that would be so interesting to see so because it's so visually based i think he'd be a great director to bring it a little bit more you know it's a fantasy but give it some grit so people my age could go to it going, right, I'm not a kid anymore, but this will help evoke what I wanted that cartoon to be because the cartoon itself was just okay. So here's an opportunity to take something that's a known property to make it better. That's my pick. Yeah, you know, Can I that's- jump in really quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was just going to respond to what Ben and Constance said because I agree with Ben that like you shouldn't remake shot for shot the animated movie. Um, and that you should add to it, like Constance said. But I, I think Disney is doing that. Like, if you look at Jungle Book is a really good example of how they made it better. Dumbo, like, I can't watch the animated Dumbo. And the Tim Burton's version fixed a lot of the, um, let's just say, unfortunate uh, depictions that were in there. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy looks very promising. I trust David Lowry completely. Aladdin, like, I can't, personally, I can't watch the animated Aladdin. It is just so wrong culturally. And I'm really glad that they fixed it with this one. Same thing with Beauty and the Beast. They really made Belle like a more developed character and not just someone who wanted monster dick. Um, so Christ. I, <laughs> sorry, yes, but you know, I, I do think they fix it. And I think like um, Coraline, it would be, like do something different. I agree with you. Don't remake it shot for shot, but I think you should remake it to make it different. Like again, Coraline, make it more of a horror movie for the, fan base that's grown or gravity falls continue it you know don't just like shot for shot it like well you said i actually have i was thinking about this today i was walking and i was thinking about how you know a lot of the disney stuff they really do just um take and don't do anything new and i think there is actually one pure example that takes the spirit of the original source material 
whether it was the animation, uh, the animated movies or the stories that was based off of in books. I think that Christopher Robin really harnessed the spirit yeah. of what it was adapting and did something. I love Christopher Robin. Yeah, it's just, it's a perfect movie. I don't care what anyone says. It is it's a really perfect good. movie. And it yeah. really, it understood what it was adapting, but it wasn't afraid to do something new and something adult. So I'm not actually opposed to doing it like that. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. But I also think like completely ignoring the changes that were made to Disney's other live action films. Like don't group The Lion King with Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Dumbo, and all of the Jungle Book and all of the other ones they've made because they have added aspects to make it more 2021 and or 2020 or whenever they came out and less, you know, problematic like the originals are good but i do like that they're adding to these characters and they're making it more mature and, and what whatever so i i don't like when people just completely trash all of them because then disney doesn't get the message because they're rolling in money i think we need to focus on saying don't make the lion king make christopher robin make aladdin if Peace you want dragon. to subtly change it Pete's dragon oh my god Pete's dragon is so good please watch Pete's dragon it's incredible. Being the Beast is also amazing. Yes. I actually love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's Dragon is so good. I love that movie. Yeah. I'm so excited for Peter Pan and Wendy, you guys. You don't even know. I'm trying this. It's shooting in Vancouver. I'm trying so hard to get on that set because I'm I really just want to be in the presence of David Lowry because he's so incredible. But yeah. Who is David Lowry? He did Pete's Dragon. He did oh, a ghost yes. story, which is the best. A ghost, ghost story is the best right. movie of all time. It is incredible. Um, sorry, Joseph has to leave, so we're gonna say goodbye to Joseph. Um, bye bye. Bye Joseph. Bye, Joseph. Miss you already. You legend. Bye. Yeah. But oh, no, David. Joseph, I apologize. I did not mean to lump them all together. I'm I'm just so used to everyone oh, no, 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 doing no. that. So I'm just yeah. I'm honestly just repeating what I heard. I didn't mean to do that. I have. Oh no no no! It, again, nothing's. You, you're an angel. It was more toward like <laughs> not anybody in this room, just everybody online who's like, oh, I hate you know whatever. Um, I think we just need to acknowledge the changes they made to so that it like right. so they get the message. Um, but it wasn't but, but the way I worded it, it. It came across that way, so I just wanted to be clear that that's not really how I feel. So yeah right on and i just want to say real quick like i don't like any of the live action movies the live action movies of disney but i do like that the changes they made like for instance bell with the whole you know the book that transports them and everything and aladdin with the you know um jasmine wanting to be a saltine instead of i said saltine she's not a cracker um but being <laughs> uh sultana there she there we go that's the right word um instead of you know you know i i like those changes if you're gonna do it you know, add to it. Don't just do like Lion King, rinse and repeat. So I agree with you there. Oh, okay. So moving on. Yeah, sorry, last... I was done. <laughs> no, sorry. No, 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 no. All right. So moving on to our last one, Jack, uh, what uh, cartoon do, would you like to see move from animation to live action? Go ahead, buddy. Uh, well, first, I just want to say it's disappointing that no one mentioned the best Disney live action remake, which is Cinderella, but ah, oh, shut up. oh my God. Um, <laughs> but in terms of a cartoon that could be made into live action, I agree with Ben. I think most cartoons probably shouldn't be. Uh, but I think, I mean, they've tried to make this into a movie for a while, but the He-Man cartoon, I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, to be a potential like franchise or something uh, they just recently got rid of Noah Centineo thankfully uh, so they're Thank on the, the right Lord. track with that 
Um, what, but, you yeah, want to get rid of that hottie patati? What are you yes. talking about? We're what? so happy. What? I forgot that that, pro- I forgot that that was Have happening. You seen him and then I saw, and then <laughs> yeah, I saw that he left. Yet? Take off oh, your shirt. Amazing. All we want for and him to scream i have the power or the power of gray skull <laughs> that's all we need it's all you need in he-man not him not from him yeah not not with him no but all about else. the 80s cartoons we can do so that's much true better. that's true um if anybody wouldn't mind i would like to add in a couple that i i, I added just in case some um, you guys chose mine i would like to see captain uh planet be turned into a, a live action show um i know that um i believe it's um uh college humor that made like a, a short with it with uh, don Cheadle as captain planet but i think that uh with today's um you know with with climate change and everything i really think you could make this into a really good show and really like send out a message you know try to get people involved you know kind of thing i don't know maybe who knows i just remember i loved captain planet as a kid and i was just like i would love to see you know earth fire wind water heart all that good stuff and then my last one in case you guys took it and you guys may not have saw this but it's called Bucky O'Hare and it's about a green rabbit that flies around in a spaceship with, with a cat. And they're all, they're like anthropomorphic uh, characters or whatnot, but uh, it's, I loved it as a kid, uh, but uh, I would love to see it as a live action. I know. And in the vein of um, uh, Howard, the duck from the nineties, that, that, uh, movie that's not so great but whatever i love it anyways but i would love to see like little puppets like people running around in little puppet masks and everything uh yeah that was my my last one just in case you guys took it just in case all right that's a great topic matt thank you for that okay so now we're gonna move on to our game so if everyone has paper and pencil like you don't really need it for me it's it's more to keep your thoughts straight so i just want everyone to sound off saying yes i'm I I'm have a dry kidding. erase board. Mm-hmm. Nice. I am using my head because I can't find a pen. I mean, you're not writing a whole lot. It's a short thing, but it, it might be just long enough where you might lose where you're putting something. So while you guys prep, I'll, I'll explain. Okay, so I'm part of a Discord group that we actually, this is a real thing that we do. It's like, and we have tournaments and we have leaderboards and all this stuff. And it gets very competitive really fast. And I was like, oh, we should play this game sometime here. So I was like, well, today's the day. So what I've done is I talked to Matt earlier this week and he gave me a list. Cheater. No, mm-hmm. no, it, but you, you have to have someone, it's kind of like in tag, someone has to be it, you know? So what he did was he gave me a list in, in the game that we play, it's your top five something, your top five favorite horror movies, your top five movies starring someone named Jack, you know, like what, whatever the theme, the theme can be whatever so you want. Jacks. So he ranked them for me. So I have them in their ranked form, but I'm gonna randomize it and I'm gonna list it. So it's only five things. Your job is to guess, how do you think he ranked these five things? So, and I'm gonna give you hints, don't worry. So what you're gonna do is I'm gonna name the five things. You, get, you take a minute and write it down and, and feel free to verbalize your thought process as you're writing so it's not quiet writing. <laughs> um, but then you're going to tell me what you think is where, and I'm going to make a note of that. Because if anyone gets it right before me giving hints, you're going to get bonus points. All right. Now, once everyone's like, okay, I've committed. These, this is how I think he's ranked it. 
one through five. I'm going to give you a hint. Now, it's not going to be too easy, but I can't come out and say Dr. Strange is number four. I can't do that. It's got to be something where I, I hint at one of the things and then it's placement. But um, it, it's not going to be easy. I, I want to make sure that we all end up with different results, that we have, we have a clear winner and a clear loser. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get two hints. That way, if you get them, two of them will be clear. And then you just totally guess the other three based on where those two fall. All right. Does that make sense? Oh, I like this. This sounds interesting. Okay. Yes. Right. Yep. I, I'm and telling then- you, we've been playing this since Thanksgiving on, in my disc. It's so addictive. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. And okay, I just want to so- point out that the loser, the loser has to do a punishment on our TikTok. Fuck. Okay. I should probably find stop. a pen. <laughs> Yeah, and, go find uh, a pen. Because Jico lost last time, and can I tell you that TikTok was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, I was. Stop in my video for a second. Can I just say, right. if you ever guys need a TikTok, just holler at me. I'm I'm all oh, for yeah, it. Definitely. Yes, but the way this, I did it this way. I, I picked Matt. I was just gonna pick one of you randomly, but I was like, oh no, we can't have our guests lose two weeks in a row because then no one <laughs> will want to be our guest. <laughs> So I was like, okay, why don't I pick him? That way he can't possibly lose. So, but it's funny that he's like, oh, I'll do a TikTok. I'm like, no, oh, man, <laughs> I could have picked somebody else. So, cause that was my original plan. I was going to message one of you this week and be like, Hey, here's the thing. Give me a list. And I was going to yeah. make it happen. So, so yeah, Matt, you just uh, sit there quietly, get some popcorn, enjoy them while they squirm and try to figure Turn it on, out. I got to pee. My bladder is full. I'll tell you oh, what. Yeah, we'll do that too. All right, you guys ready? So I'm, I'm going to tell you everything. So don't don't panic. This is supposed yeah. to be fun. All right. So the theme is this <laughs> is Matt's panic. top five favorite Harry Potter characters. Shit. Ooh. Shit. Okay. I'm Harry Potter movie. So top five Harry Potter characters. I'm, I'm going to list them randomly. You're going to guess what order you think he's ranking them in. Okay. One being his favorite and five being his least favorite out of that five. Okay. Okay. So. Albus Dumbledore, Hermione okay. Granger, Sirius Black, Dobby the House Elf, and Lord Voldemort. And I will Who's happily repeat Hermione? that for anyone Dobby. who needs me to repeat that. Sirius Black, that's Sirius. Um, Gary Oldman, right? Yes. Yeah. Albus, Hermione, Dobby, Sirius, Voldemort. Voldemort. Sorry, Jack, when, when we were starting, did you say you've never seen a Harry Potter movie? I've seen pieces of each, but I've never seen one of them in full. What? Have you read the books? Wow. I haven't read the books either. No. What? Oh, no. We're not. I'm going to be honest. I was exactly like that until a couple months ago. So I feel like, but you, they're what? great. Yeah. You guys are like my wife with Star Wars. She never seen a Star Wars before we met. <laughs> like, hey, at least on? you're not like Geeko. <laughs> right that's true that's true <laughs> okay um, okay all right so no, albus Dumbledore, money granger Sirius black yeah. dobby the house elf and lord Voldemort. hermione is is she anybody's favorite like you don't diss on hermione she's amazing she is the brightest witch <laughs> of her Matt, day Matt, it's your list Talking. i played the game a lot you don't want to talk you might accidentally <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Go get some popcorn. Hermione. Hermione. Have some more of your wine. (laughs) Does does that mean Hermione's first? I can't. I don't know what he's. This is. Does it? Does it mean Hermione's first? Who knows? I'm gonna put her last. (laughs) I know when when it's your list, it's so hard to be quiet. (laughs) I have them right now. People aren't quiet. They tend to. I don't know how I feel. 
I think these guys might need to switch, but I'm not setting that in stone until I hear Now again, this first round, you're just trying to get the bonus points. So once you feel like you have one through five figured out, let me know and just say, okay, I think one is this, two is this, et cetera, okay? okay I think you know I'm what? good. If we go now, yeah. like, can we go again later? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole okay, idea so because I, after you guys give me your initial, I'm gonna mark what you have and then I'm gonna give mm -hmm. you a hint so you can edit your list. Okay. Matt, I'm not gonna lie, this sounds like a fun game. I wish I was playing. Matt, I think it would be best for you to have your camera turned off for when we tell you what it is. Tell you what think we have because if we have it well, then he might give it away. No, that's cheating. You just gotta have a poker face. How is your oh, poker face? My wife says I'm the worst liar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. Exactly. So turn your mic. So turn your camera off. Don't. I'll turn. I'll turn the camera off. I'll turn the yeah. camera off. Okay. Because I have mine. Okay. So have right. Nobody likes. All right, I'm turning it off. I'm turning Florida. it off. And okay. I, I, hey, neither do I. And I would like to go. I have number one, Dobby. Number two, Hermione. Okay. Number three, and these are going to change. I'm, I think I'm gonna switch out. Okay, number three is Sirius. Number four is Albus. Number five is Voldy. Okay, mm. who wants to go next? I can go next. Oh, oh no, yeah, go. let Yusuf go, let Yusuf go. Okay. Okay. Um, first, because based on what he said, Hermione, I'm gonna put first. <laughs> okay. Um, then Dobby, because who doesn't love He's Dobby? adorable. That's why I put him uh, first. Yeah. Then Voldemort, then um, Gary Oldman, Sirius Black, and then Dumbledore last. Okay. Next. I love that you called him Gary Oldman instead of Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I will put Dumbledore. No, not Dumbledore. Hermione at first. Then I'm going to okay. go Dobby. Then I am going to go Voldemort, Dumbledore, and Sirius Black. Okay. In first place, I have Sirius. Uh, second place, I have Hermione. Third place, I have Dumbledore. Fourth place, I have Voldemort. And fifth place, I have Dobby. How dare you put Dobby last? That is a crime. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, so. All right, now I'm going to give you hit one. Okay. And then you can make an edit, okay? So hit number one is... Coincidentally, Dr. Zola appears in Captain America 2 and is from World War II. Okay. Interpret okay, so that I'm hint right as you that. will. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a really good hint. Can I just say that? that oh, is a good. I was worried. I was like, oh, they've never played yeah. the game. I wonder if they'll even understand what I'm doing. Dr. Exactly. Zola appears in Captain America 2 and he's from World War II. Interpret that, that hint as you will. I thought that was That's a good brilliant. hint also. That is so good. <laughs> I played this that game a lot, him? so I'm getting that better was at it. Oh, wow. Um, uh... And it basically confirms that I was right about one thing, so I love that too. That There's another hint. There you go. Yep. I can't remember now. No, I'm scared. Zola I can, is totally I can talk old. about Harry Potter all day. Ben. When you feel like, okay, I, I've exhausted that because you're only supposed to have a few seconds. If, if you don't get it, mm -hmm. then you don't get it. But, you know, make make a change. Okay. You know. Is anyone not okay. ready for the second okay. hint? Okay. Um, 
Okay. Ready, right. ready. Can I say one thing, Constance? This is such a good game. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. I'm not even playing. I'm all like, oh my gosh, I'm throwing. I'm so enthralled. I'm like, it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Can I just all say right. this is my favorite episode that we've done so far? I'm really Ooh. loving. It's it's the Constance. It's really good. It, yeah, it really is. It's the Constance effect. That's what it yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready for hint two? Anyone yes. not ready for hint two? No, I'm ready. Wait, okay. Are the hints are based are they based off of who's number one on the list? Or are they just No, I, I'm trying to in a sneaky way re reference a character and where they're placed. That's why yeah. numbers appear in the hints and stuff like that. Or or the way the hint is structured. All right. This one's this one's harder, but I hope you understand okay. where I'm going with it. Okay. This character is the founder of SPEW. Interpret that as you will. S P E. So this character e. is the founder of S P E W. S P E W. It's what not in the that? movie, so if you haven't read the books, this is going to be extra hard. Yeah, I haven't read the books. <laughs> <laughs> they cut this whole thing out that not doesn't appear in the movies at all. But feel free to make mm -hmm. edits based on what you think that might mean. And when you feel like, okay, this is my final list, tell me your final list. Anything you want to move. But how does that help with placement? I don't like this anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep um... character. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Um, but I'm still confused. So I'm going to keep my list the same. Okay. So you're not moving anything. Okay. No. Anybody else feel good about where they are or changes you've made? I just want to say, Constance, that was an I excellent know. clue. I loved it. I got it 100%. I just want to say. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way that this has turned out and I'm ready for if, that. If I wasn't the person not playing this game that she'd asked me, I would have won. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> I, I would have won already. Like, <laughs> I'm ready for this TikTok, everyone. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. All right. So Yusuf says he wants to stay where he is. Does anybody else yeah. want to stay where they are? I think I may have changed one. I can't remember. Okay. Well, when so you guys have, are ready, you just say to me, hey, I, I'm ready. And then you rattle off. I think this is one. I think this is two, et cetera. Uh, now I'm ready. Was he cast? Wait. Okay, Ben, go ahead. One is Hermione. Two is Dobby. Three is Voldemort. Four is Dumbledore. Five is Sirius. You just said Dumbledore twice. What? One no, is Hermione. Two is mm -hmm. Dobby. Three is Voldemort. Four is Dumbledore and five is Harry. Oh. Okay, I gotcha. All right. So, Jack or Natalia? I'm going to lose and I also have to go. Um, so, I'm just going to go with Dobby, Sirius, Hermione, Albus, and Voldy. Can I peace out now? Sure. And lose. Sure. Tell me if I lost. Yeah. I really yeah. hope you don't lose because I'm going to, it's going to take me seven years to get a TikTok out of you. Same with you. Like, I hope Jack loses because I know I'm going to get it quickly from him. Um, 
Hey, shut up. I'm in final season. Everyone say goodbye to me. Bye-bye, me. Bye. Bye, Bye, Natalia. Miss you already. All right. How about you, Jack? Okay, so one, I have Hermione. Two, I have Dobby. Three, I have Sirius. Four, I have Albus. And five, I have Voldemort. Interesting. Well, Natalia did lose. She didn't get a single one right. (laughs) (laughs) Ben is actually the winner because he got two right. Oh, Oh, wow. So the correct order is Lord Voldemort is number one. Dobby is two. Dumbledore is three. Hermione is four. And Sirius Black is five. So I won the game. So what you, were you got two right? Everyone else got one, or but not Natalia. She got yeah. all of them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she missed what the were dog. the what were the hints? Like the first one was odd, but what was the second? Okay, Hermione. so Hermione is the founder of Spew. Like th- this is a when we play on Discord, obviously we're we're texting, so yeah. you have to look at how we write the hint too. So since it's S P E W, that's four letters, so that reveals this is number four. Mm-hmm. that's one way we do hints i totally there. got that i totally got or that. You know, sometimes we do hints like founded it yeah um so sometimes board. we do hints like this movie won five academy awards and so you know that oh i know what movie won five awards so that you look at that movie and then you go that's number five or you use a quote like you know you know it's better than making one million dollars two billion dollars or whatever that quote is from the social network that that reveals oh that means that's number one you know something like that so it's hints like what that. What's oh, it's a society of um, the promotion of something yeah. with house elves. In book four, it's also okay. from book four. Hermione goes on this rampage where she's like, "Oh, house elves are so underappreciated." And so she, it's like a, you know, let's give them their rights back. And and it's this yeah. long acronym, but everyone makes fun of it. And they're like, "Oh, look, here she comes with spew." You know, because it's a poorly, you know, worded acronym. <laughs> yeah, Society of the Promotion of House Elfish Welfare. Welfare. That's that's what it is. Interesting. Was not in the movies at all. They totally cut that, but it's yeah. a big it's a big thing in book four. So <laughs> it is. Oh, I like that game. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I so didn't play, but I, I I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And Jack, did you get the second, the, the first clue? Because you seem pretty confused. Did, did it like? Yeah, but then then I realized Toby Jones voice Dobby, right? Right. Yeah. And we like to do a lot of hints like that too. Like, oh, like the two movies that star Ben Affleck have a movie that stars Jason Bateman in between them. So that's how you know that they're not side by side. They're not one and two or two and three. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. first, for some reason, I was thinking Doctor Zola was Stanley Tucci's character from Iron Man. Uh, I don't know why, but oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this game, in. Constance. This is a great game. This is a great. It game. is. It's a lot of fun. It's very one. You know, when, the first time everyone plays it, they're like, "What?" But once you play it like two or three times, you're like, "Oh!" And then you get really competitive. So it's fun. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at. The Council Pod and on Instagram at the underscore Council Pod to stay updated on what we're doing. We do trailer reactions and other live events on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to youtube.com uh, backslash to movie lover. We have merch um, for a special charity. Do we, do we, are we still uh, for the Trevor Project? Yeah. We even started a TikTok. There's many places to find us. And also, don't forget to vote for your favorite TV shows to win a blue ribbon on our Twitter. And uh, join us on June 8th to see the results.
Bye, everybody. Yay. Bye. Bye.